Hey guys, welcome back to Just a Girl in True Crime. I'm your host, Heaven. Um, sorry I haven't uploaded in a little bit. August 27th was my birthday. And then my oldest started school, so I was just trying to get him, um, into the rhythm of things, of, like, getting into a school schedule, and it was very busy. And then I was gonna upload yesterday, but my two-and-a-half-year-old, he got sick, and he threw up everywhere, so it was a mess. So I'm recording Sunday night, which works because I don't work tomorrow because of Labor Day. Um... So, I'm thinking Wednesdays are probably going to be like Paranormal or Urban Legends. And then Friday will be our main case and stuff like that. We are going to do Tyler Hindley at Hindley, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, at some point. Um, I have a lot of pre-recording I have to do because next week um, I have to just finish my week. And then I'm going on vacation to Maryland, and I'm not really probably going to upload. So I'm going to get, like, these episodes out. Um, But tonight, we're going to be talking about six urban legends in Hawaii, which sound spectacular. And I'm probably going to mispronounce a lot of the names because they are, they just seem hard. So with that being said... Let's talk about some, um, let's talk about some urban legends, because we all know I love some urban legends. With a history steeped in religion, culture, and even civil war, Hawaii is no stranger to crazy urban legends. From legends surrounding the powerful and influential volcano, volcano gods, to modern myths and wandering spirits, the Aloha State is all sunshine and happiness. So, let's get to number one. The goddess of the volcano. Lighting up ancient Hawaiian legends, Pele, pronounced Pele, I think I pronounced that right, the goddess of fiery lightning wind dance in volcanoes is a well-known character side note oh i did say this i'm like i said i'm pretty sure i'm gonna now say these wrong so bear with me otherwise known as kawain ahana the woman who devours the land pele's home is believed to be Hail Mai Mai crater at the summit of Kailua, one of the most world's active volcanoes. However, all of Hawaii lays the set the settling for her stories, so that to this day that any volcano eruption in Hawaii is attributed to Pele's longing to be with her true love. Pele is renowned for her passionate and fiery temperament, and many people who visit the island will hear her stories of power and destruction. One of the six daughters and seven sons born to Haumea, an ancient earth goddess, 
and Kane Mohai, the creator of the sky, earth, and upper heavens. Pele's siblings include Kane Kemoholai, Nakama, as well as 13 sisters with the same name, Hayaka. Behind the legend of Pele, there are many versions of how Madame Pele came to the Hawaiian island, or Hawaii island. One common legend says that Pele, who was born in Haname in, I know I'm going to pronounce this right because I've watched Moana 50 billion times, Tahiti, Tahiti, I think it's Tahiti. And it was and was sent away by her father because of her difficult temper for seducing her sister, um, Naka, Naka, Kaya's husband. She found her, um, she found her way to the Hawaiian Islands, where legend after legend bubbled up around her. Countless lovers, infidelities, and feuds, and heated outbursts. Another tale or legend tells that Pele was married for a short time, and a violent one as well, to Kampapua, the god of water. This story says that Pele rerouted Kampapuda from their home in Helamai and angrily chased him with the rivers of lava into the Pacific Ocean. This story is meant to symbolize the violent and explosive experience of the hydrovolcanic eruption through Hawaii through Hawaiian eruptions are much more peaceful. Pele's loyal followers believe that the frequent eruptions of lava on Kailua is a remainder that Pele is alive and still here at home. Pele often is portrayed as a wanderer and sightings of the familiar and popular goddesses have been reported throughout the island chain for hundreds of years but especially near volcanic craters and near her home of Kailua, one of the most active volcanoes in the world. In these sightings or visions, visions, she appears as either a very tall, beautiful young woman or an unattractive woman and frail elderly woman usually accompanies by a white dog these well ver these oh, sorry not these those well versed in the legends say that pele takes this form of an elderly an elderly beggar woman to test people asking if they have food or a drink to share those who are generous and share with her are rewarded 
and while anyone who is greedy or unkind are punished with their homes or other valuables destroyed, which makes sense. If you visit Hawaii only once, the one myth of Pele that you will likely hear and should heed is the one surrounding the curses she inflicts on those who remove lava rocks, which we'll talk about a little bit later, from her island home. While many, including some Cambodian local local residents, believe it is only a legend, and to this day, thousands of pieces of lava rocks were mailed back to the island from travelers all over the world who insist they suffered from bad luck and misfortunes as a result. Number two. Palai Highway Route 66 on whom? So this one is short, but a backstory first. The Palai Highway is one of the most important and scenic roads on Ohan. It connects Honolulu with the two main towns on windward um on who kalua and kanohi from downtown honolulu it leads up through the residential neighborhood of noon venue um the through the through the two nana Pali tunnels and then down to Kalua and the Kehantio. So the urban legend for this one is it's a bad idea to take pork over the highway. But if you do, don't be surprised if you suddenly have car problems. Spooky Tales tells people that have taken pork over the highway have had eerie eerie experiences um especially late at night number three the legend of the mayhenu hawaiian legend has it that many centuries ago the menhenu were a mischievous group of small people or dwarfs who lived hidden in the forests and valleys of the island before the first settlers arrived from Polynesia. The Minhu, who roamed the deep forest at night, were said to be about two feet tall, which is 60 centimeters, and some were as tiny as six inches, and that's 15 centimeters. Small enough to fit in your hand, which that's so cute right? They enjoyed dancing, singing, and archery, and their favorite foods were bananas and fish. The men who have been known for their mad magic arrows to pierce the heart of angry people, igniting feelings of love instead, which, okay, that's kind of like Cupid, right? They also enjoy cliff diving, and according to local lore, they were um, smart 
extremely strong and excellent craftsmen. They were rarely seen by human eyes and they are created with mighty feats of engineering and overnight construction. These in industrious master builders used their great strength to build temples um, and it was called Hiyuna fish ponds, roads, canoes, and houses. One such structure they are believed to build is the hold on, I wrote in Sharpie. Kitio, also known as the Mayhew Ditch, a historic irrigation ditch that funnels water from the Wame River on Kauai. Another one of their amazing fits is the legendary overnight creation of the Alcoco fish pond in Kauai, which archaeologists estimate to be around a thousand years old. The fish pond was said it was built for a princess and brother. The stry, I'm sorry, the strong but shy group lined up in a double row, which stretched about 25 miles, so 40 km. Two distant Makaweli, the workers passed stones hand-to-hand to build the pond. They worked at night so as not to be seen by others, cutting, transporting, and fitting stones for their projects in a long bucket um, barricade. If, there were disco- if they were discovered, their work would have been abandoned. The Mayhew were promised that no one would watch them at work, which we carried out after dark. However, one night, the royal siblings actually snuck up and watched the thousands of the Mayhew at work only to fall asleep. At sunrise, the Mayhew discovered them and turned them into twin stone pillars that can be seen today in the mountains above the fish pond. Interrupted by the sun, the Menhu left two gaps in the fish pond wall. Many generations later, Chinese settlers filled the gaps to raise mullet, but the stonework that closed the gap was inferior to that of the mystical Menhu. Number four. The Legend of the Night Marchers The retelling of a spooky ghost tale that has been a favorite form of entertainment and an important culture link in Hawaii since ancient times, ghostly images or haunting acts have been reported in old buildings, deep valleys, scared burial sites, ancient temple sites called Hiua, forested areas, beaches, and lava fields. With with a rich history of mythology and folklore and numerous scared sites, Hawaii 
links to the past is ever present. A good majority of Hawaiian have either either had spooky encounters at some point during during their lives or know of someone with an eerie story to tell of one of the most popular subjects of ghost stories in the islands and that is the night marchers or hookah po that's what that's what they can be called too so who are they Well, the Night Marchers are ghostly apparitions of a band of beings who are made with purpose to the beat of primitive pounding drums. Some say they are armed spirits, spirit warriors, en route to or form battle, totting archaic weaponry and clothed in decorated helmets and cloaks. Other accounts tell of a high-ranking Ali, which means ruler. Spirits began guided places of high importance or to welcome new warriors to join the battle. Perhaps these restless souls are looking to reclaim rightful territory, replay a battle gone um, awry or avenge their own deaths. Some say the night marchers are searching method methodically for an entrance into the next world. Night marchers are said to roam through the through very specific locations and are often recognized by their raised torches and repeated ollies or chants. Although they have been a few scattered reports of daytime marchers, these apparitions appear to be most active at night, and they are said to march on certain nights designated by the moon. And although the night marchers allegedly float a few inches off the ground, some local accounts see of telling... Um, accounts telling of seeing mysterious footprints in their paths after they have passed which is kind of weird areas like the Han Venue Pali Lookout and Kauai Valley and the Kahali Valley on the Ohan are rumored sites of night marcher trails and nighttime visitors are encouraged to be wary of that. Number five, the Green Lady of Wahawaki. By the day, the Wahawaki Botanical Garden is a beautiful destination for those wanting to see lush tropical flora nearby, however, is home to a legend of a much more ghastly site. If you decide to peer down into the nearby gulch at twilight, you may see a glimpse of a local legendary obake or ghost. 
known as the Lady of Wakahawi, reports of the Green Lady described as her mon- monstrous woman with green-tinted skin. Her clothing and long black hair are covered in seaweed and moss, and her approach is heralded by the stench of decaying plant matter that covers her. Legend tells the story of a woman and a child who would often visit the garden. One day, while taking a shortcut through the nearby gulch, the woman became separated from one of her children in the dense growth. As the gulchin grew darker, she was unable to find her child, and she eventually died of heartbreak and disappeared herself, which is super, super sad. Now she wanders the area and is said to snatch up any children she finds playing in the gulch in an attempt to replace her own child, which, again, very, very sad. She also has been spotted at a nearby elementary school, which is a little, little creepy. The legend of the Green Lady has endured for years the scary tale contrasting the beauty of the nearby garden the lady was once said that she visited number six you can't take lava rocks with you and this goes back to basically what i touched base on the first one so a lot of people who actually you know go to hawaii to see the beautiful scenery and like the tourist attractions of course, what do they want to do? What does anybody do when they go on vacation? Like, when I go down to the beach um, in a week, um, I take seashells from the beach, right? A lot of people want to do that as well, you know, just to be like, oh, look at this cool thing I got in Hawaii, right? Well, I'm here to tell you, do not take anything from the Hawaiian volcanic volcanic lava rocks nothing just don't take anything from Hawaii guys and here's why taking a few lava rocks or a handful of sand for a keem for a keepsake is harmless right not not all true actually possessing and removing any mineral natural mineral is actually illegal and it could cost you some hefty fines now, it is said that Hawaiian, Hawaii is very, like, protective of their natural, like, minerals and stuff and whatnot. But, not only can you get fines, you can also get a lot of bad luck. Alright, so just don't do it. Legend says that if you take lava rock, sand, or dirt from Pele, which is the volcano goddess, it is said that she will curse you. Pele considers that if you take from the island, you are taking from her, which is understandable. And guys, like I said, we've talked about Pele in the first, the first legend. Um, and she's the volcanic the volcanic goddess in Hawaii. But 
there is actually a way you can break the curse. And like we said in the first one, uh, like how I said, a lot of people just sent stuff back. Um, because of, quote, misfortune and bad luck. I guess if you, legend says, that if you return what you took, the curse will be, like, somewhat lifted. Um, you know, or you guys can just, like, take pictures of you being in Hawaii. And show your family and friends that. Or, you know, like I said... Just don't take anything. Like, keep it... Keep it there. Take Just take a picture. A picture is worth a thousand words, okay? <laughs> but guys, that is the six urban legends um, in Hawaii. Um, like I said, when I said a while back, September, I'm actually going to get ready to research um some hold on i'm sorry i'm putting my netflix back on because they updated their thing off topic where it says you know how like when you like are you watching they're like are you still watching well now it says ask me again later or play without asking again or i'm done anyway i'm watching supernatural (laughs) Um, September is gonna, except for this one, I guess it's like an urban legend, some type of spooky thing. Um, the rest of September, we're, I think I'm mainly gonna do, you know, like, some like, cause it's pre-Halloween, we're gonna do some spooky, more spooky stuff than true crime. Um... I decided to, like, kind of, like, break a little bit from true crime, um, because everybody knows, like, uh, like, you know, like, one case always sticks with you. You guys know how I said I was obsessed with the Chris Watts case? Well, <laughs> that hasn't gone anywhere, so I just decided just to, like, step back from true crime a little bit, um, and I'm in some Chris Watts discussion groups and everything like that. So I just wanted to, like, clear my head about true crime, but I'm going to upload. We will do Tyler Henley. I think I'm going to do that one after the beach and everything. Um, I'm actually going to research and probably record another episode tonight or maybe tomorrow. But that is it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Just a Girl on True Crime. You can send me an email at justagirlandtruecrime at gmail.com. You can also follow the Facebook group at Just a Girl and True Crime. And, you know, you can also send me messages through here if you want. And I, I'll put this new thing in where you can, like, subs- like subscribers will get... Um, Anchor sent me an email because you guys know I do my podcasting through Anchor. So I always do it on my phone. Um... You can become a subscriber. I think the low one is like 99 cents. And then the next highest is $4.99. Um, but if you subscribe, you also will be... Oh, how do they put it? Like you can um, you can get like bonus content. I'm thinking about making a Patreon. I finally hit 
a thousand pl- um, plays on my podcast and it's just been rapidly growing so thank you everybody who supports me I I try I mean de- it's definitely hard with working like a full-time job and my kids it's a lot um so I'm I'm gonna get better I promise but coming up in December I believe my podcast will I will have my podcast for a year and everything like that but now I'm just rambling but guys you can follow me on all that stuff you can leave me a review because I haven't seen anybody review me yet which I'm I guess it's a good thing but it's also a bad thing because I don't know if it sucks but I don't also know if it's good like people can be cruel anyway Anyway, guys, that is it for tonight, and I hope you enjoyed the six urban legends in Hawaii, and I will talk to you guys later.